All right, you're live with uh, Radio 2000. As you know, that you can send us whatever the WhatsApp voice notes for your reaction Monday. We'll certainly take the bulk of your calls. I know a lot of you have been itching, wanting to talk about the weekend, and we will give you as much time as we possibly can here on a Reaction Monday, which is exactly the whole reason and the whole point of having Reaction Monday. But firstly, though, I mean, after that whole Amazulu uh, debacle, where there were docked six points by the Premier Soccer League, uh, where they defy the rules of FIFA as well as the Court of Arbitration for sports, um, for failing to comply, though, with the decision that was passed by CAS um, on the 13th of September 2017 that regarded the employment-related dispute between the Namibian player Phineas Nambandi as well as the Durban club. Another team now in the Amsterdam Premiership would have suffered, literally, literally suffered the same fate if they had failed to comply. Uh, but it seems like uh, Bulugwane City have finally paid Fai Baptiste the money that they owed him. And to tell us a little bit more about this, we got on the line the SAFPU president, Tulakhanyu Khaushibwele. Uh, good evening and welcome. Good evening, Rob, and good evening to your listeners. What's the background to this particular story? Are they quite similar to the Amazulu story? They're quite similar, Rob, because most of these players, uh, I mean, it's Amazulu, uh, Fai Baptiste, uh, against Polukwani City, you had uh, Bambari against Amazulu. We also have uh, Kevin Daisenga against uh, Joma Cosmos, which we'll talk to to reach just now. It's, uh, I think the background is the same because most of these players are just uh, uh, dismissed and finished, mainly uh, citing the poor performance as the reason why the players are being dismissed, something that, you know, it's unheard of on the international stage and something that FIFA, you know, uh, rejects, you know, with the contempt it deserves because it is indeed very difficult, you know, to uh, prove uh, that particular aspect, regardless of what our opinions are and uh, <clears throat> what we think at that particular point. And I think we, what FIFA is trying to say here is that we need to follow the rules to the latter. You know, if you're saying to a person you have uh, performed poorly, you need to give him what is expected. This is what is expected of you. And, you know, sit down with the individual and sit down. The least that can happen there is to agree to a settlement with a player if he wants to fire him. And so Pulukwani City as well, uh, we had pleaded with them, you know, that, uh, look, it was unfair what they did uh, to fire Baptista. But, uh, of course, they elected to say... They will do, you know, what's best for the club. And uh, we took the matter to FIFA. They responded and uh, they lost the case. Was there resistance, though, from their side? No, absolutely. In terms of dealing with this, the resistance to the extent that there were no uh, grounds. But they had said that the agreement was very simple because they were given a deadline uh, by when to respond, okay, uh, which they did not meet uh, that particular deadline. When FIFA, you know, when you lose a case, at FIFA, or when you get an award at FIFA, they will, of course, give you uh, 10 days, okay? You are given 10 days to request uh, the decisions or the grounds of the decisions. Why was this uh, uh, ground? How did FIFA arrive at this particular point? And you've got 10 days to respond to that. Now, if you ignore that 10 days, you may not have the opportunity to appear. Our understanding from their own argument is that they had appealed, they had sent a text, and FIFA appealed. Then I requested them to give them that particular information to say they had appealed the decision. But of course, unfortunately, that uh, information was not forthcoming. 
And a decision was then taken by FIFA to say they continue with it. They need to pay what's due to uh, Fire Batista. And uh, they were given until the 15th of October. Uh, but uh, I can safely inform you that uh, today, I mean, on the 8th of October, which is today, FIFA sent out another letter which was giving exactly that, so the 15th of October. And on the very same day today, we would have received an email, of course, uh, uh, that confirmed that uh, the club has, uh, has, has then uh, complied with the decision that is uh, of FIFA. Obviously, we knew what was at stake and what we were talking about from a financial monetary perspective in the Amazulu case. What were we looking at in terms of this Faye Baptista case? Well, currently with Faye Baptista case, all that we knew was uh, uh, the monetary issue. Mm-hmm. But uh, had they not met, you know, or had they not paid the amount, the matter would have been, after the 15th of October, the matter would have been referred back to the disciplinary committee. But what, what, what was that amount? Decision. What, what, what was um, it's, the around, it's around a million, a million uh, uh, plus, uh, in mm-hmm. terms of what needed to be paid. We know so, would the city have paid that million? No, they have, they have paid that amount. It's, uh, that moment has been paid. I mean, it's, uh, it's just an open secret that this money has been paid. To replace, and they would have know. also suffered the fate of points deductions? Well, depending on what uh, the disciplinary committee of FIFA would have arrived at, uh, mm-hmm. pro- probably they would have taken a different, I mean, a different approach in that. Maybe... Uh, buying them, buying the team from registering the player or, or relegating the club and so forth. But normally they would start by taking the point. But they could easily have faced that particular uh, unfortunate uh, situation, which we really do not uh, promote and we don't want. What are all these cases saying to you, Tulakanyo, as the president <clears throat> of the union? What are they saying about the mentality of clubs when it comes to disputes with individual players? Rob, this is a matter that we've been fighting for quite a long time. And you would know that we are on record having spoken about the issue of the National Dispute Resolution Chamber that we have. And I can also confirm that we are currently working on that National Dispute Resolution Chamber such that there is equal representation. It tells you that when there's equal representation, when the players have a dispute and there's equal representation, at least there's an opportunity that their case would be heard. Because you need to have, in terms of FIFA rules, Rob, uh, Circular 1010 and Circular 1129, when you come to that National Dispute Resolution Chamber, there must be 50% of the players representative and of the clubs, and, and, and importantly, an independent chairperson. Now, when you have that, you know that at least you'll have that. But importantly, is that where the rule of law is upheld, people will behave accordingly. But it would mean that it also tells us that the, most of the clubs that we have been referring to the dispute resolution chamber have not been taking the uh, chamber, you know, our local chamber, very serious because they knew that the, uh, it did not have uh, a tiff, it did not take uh, uh, decisions, you know, that would compel the, play, the clubs to respect the uh, contract of the players. And it shows you that where rules are applied and upheld, football, football will be the winner at the end of the day, but in particular, the contracts of the players will be respected. We don't, I think, one of the, uh, those days, Rob, where some of the clubs would uh, just trample on the uh, rights of the players and not respect the players' contracts. We are not, and we have always said this. For us, it's not about punishing the staff, but it's to ensure that the laws are applied to the matter. We cannot have a situation where, at any given time, Rob has just started work, had all his plans, 
and his contract is just terminated willy-nilly. You refer the matter to, to, the, to, to the National Dispute Resolution Chamber, you are left with four years, they give you three months, or they give you five months, and that's it. The club, you know, even civil offenders, clubs that you know that from time and again, they are before the dispute resolution chamber and nothing is being done. And to us, this is a victory for the players. And the victory is such that players' rights going forward will be, I mean, from other clubs, they will then understand and respect, you know, uh, the rights of these players. To us, it's just a win, you know, all the way. 100%. And and once again, you know, congratulations for sticking to your guns. Do we actually know where Faye Baptista is at the moment? No, no, absolutely, uh, Rob. Uh, He is uh, uh, playing in Indonesia currently uh, because he had to make, you know, uh, uh, something for his family to put bread on the table. You know, when you are uh, dismissed and you don't have anything, uh, you end up doing what you have to do. But yes, we we know exactly. Yeah, we know. We know where Faye is. No, okay. no, 100%. You did say something about uh, Jama Cosmos? No, no, absolutely. We've got a case as well uh, coming of uh, uh, Kevin Ndaisenye against uh, Orlando Pride. I mean, no, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> against Jama Cosmos. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he's a Burundian uh, citizen. Uh, he was fired, of course, in 2016. And uh, we followed the same route. We spoke with the club and the... Uh, club, you know, opted otherwise. But on the 29th of August, 2018, of course, we got an award against them to say they need to pay uh, the club. They were given 30 days, and uh, they have since requested uh, the grant of the decision. So we are waiting to hear from FIFA whether they will grant them that, because they also need to comply uh, with the uh, 10 days, you know, that's given to them. So we're hoping that uh, before the end of this month, would know exactly what's happening. I mean, to be, uh, I mean, next week sometime, I think we'll get uh, probably an answer from FIFA in terms of how we proceed with this matter. But uh, if they are unable to appeal, they cannot appeal, the same thing will follow. They will have to pay what's due to them. If they do not pay, then something uh, must definitely give. Sure. It never stops, does it? Any other case we can chat about before I let you go? No, no, Robert, I, and I think last week, the last time when we spoke, I think mm-hmm. we addressed the issue with with regards to uh, uh, Amazon, whether I had seen the document that was sent to Amazon. Yes. I can confirm that uh, there is an, a letter that was sent to uh, FIFA with regards to that, and Amazon was appealing the very same case, or is appealing the very same case, and on the 7th of uh, October 2018, uh, FIFA did uh, respond, of course, it needs some information from uh, Safa. But in their arguments, the long and short of it, Amazon proposed to be saying that the people who, in essence, are responsible for this should be, uh, uh, what is this, uh, uh, Richard's pay, you mm-hmm. know, in terms of the argument that they are, uh, that they are, that they are advancing. Mm-hmm. You know, for as we've already said, what is important is that the player needs to get what's due to them. So we'll keep you posted on this particular uh, issue. We'll see how it goes. And as always, you'll be the first to know. And the listeners of uh, Metro FM, I mean, of, of Metro FM as well as 2000, yeah. um, you know, to know exactly what's, uh, what's happening with this particular matter. But as things stand, that's where it is. Uh, we're hoping that by the 22nd of August, at the latest, uh, the matter will be closed and they would know how we proceed with this particular match. But from where they're sitting, that's what they're saying. Unfortunately, we don't have a safe agreement ourselves. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we are quite aware that uh, they have attached some agreements uh, in regards to this, which talks about, uh, uh, you know, Larasta and so forth and the yes. trademark license agreements. But, uh, of course, you'll have a trade li- trademark license agreement, but we are not privy to the agreements between uh, 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 Richards Bay United as well as uh, uh, Amazon. So they would be basically wanting their points back? Probably that's the that's the that's the point they're approaching to say no no they want their point back because the people who were not supposed to have been issued with this uh, have been issued wrongfully so we will see how it goes but uh, at the end of the day the player will get what's due to him. But it's also I, I don't know from where I sit or stand or whatever it is I I see it as pretty dangerous because they will be moving into territories now where they will force FIFA to scrutinize their sale or their buying of a particular uh, club and when it comes to the whole issue of promotion and relegation and how FIFA have stipulated it in their rule books it does not go well and it might not end well because once they've done that investigation and the fact that it would contravene what the rules of FIFA say then there could be trouble. Well, it could be trouble Robert and we hope that it doesn't get to that point you know I mean we have always said we are more concerned about the contract stability of football and the development of football in this country. The last thing that we want is to, you know, deal with scandal, one scandal after the next. But we're hoping that uh, this matter will be resolved. And uh, like we said previously, sanity prevails and we put it to, to rest. Because you are quite correct. If uh, there's going to be an investigation, it might unearth a lot of things that uh, we are not really aware of. Like I said, I mean, one of the things that we've always said is that we do not have, uh, uh, we, we don't have, we don't know what's contained in that uh, sales agreement. But this is the point that we've always made, Rob, to say the danger with these clubs being sold when players are not represented or when players are not represented in the main is that tomorrow when a club finds itself in some financial crisis, they can sell, get these players, somebody would buy, a club and tell you that no, I just bought the trade, the trading name. This is what I I trade in and stuff and all that. And the players lose at the end of the day. That is why we always insist to say, when a club is going to be said, let it be a going concern. But importantly, whoever buys this club must be informed of, of the liabilities, including the players' contract, as we have, would have done in this particular case to say there is a matter here. Whatever happens, whatever, you know, uh, uh, the price you are, the asking price, just know that there is a matter before case, and this particular matter can go either way. In the event it goes our way, we will demand that the player must get what he is. So it, you know, it, it, it raises quite a number of interesting points, but it begins to say players as well must be aware once a club has been sold, they need to inform everybody, but they need to participate so that they know it's happening. That is why we were so interested as well when we we're dealing with the issue of uh, uh, possible liquidation of Celtic at the time. Yeah. To say the players needed to be represented because you don't want a situation where they wake up in the morning, everybody is liquidated, there is no money, there is the, the players don't know even where to go. So it is our responsibility as the vanguard of the players to continue guarding and protecting uh, or safeguarding the interests and the rights of the players. And we will do that, uh, Robert, without mm-hmm. uh, any compromise. And we are not doing it because of any arrogance, but we're doing 
because it's the right of the players and they must be respected. I mean, just as a final point, um, as I let you go, Tulakhanyo is around what they call in FIFA uh, the principles of promotion and relegation. And amongst those points, I think there's a point number three uh, that talks about altering the legal form or company structure of a club to facilitate its qualification on sporting merit and or its receipt of a license for domestic league championship to the detriment of the integrity of a sports competition is prohibited. Now, they say this includes, for example, changing the headquarters, changing the name, or transferring stakeholdings between the different clubs. Prohibitive decisions must be able to be examined by the member association's body of appeal. So, literally saying what we've always said, that in the spirit of football and sport, um, I mean, they talk of the addition to a qualification on sporting merit. The club's participation in a domestic league championship may be subject to other criteria within the scope of licensing procedure, whereby mm. the emphasis is not is not is on sporting, infrastructural, administrative, legal, financial consideration, and licensing decisions must be able to be examined by the member association and the body. So, literally saying that the transactions that allowed the club to go back into the Premier Soccer League will then be scrutinized. And if it falls short of some of these pointers that FIFA have stipulated in their principle of promotion and relegation, could fall short. And that will be a completely different case. It could be a different case, Robert. That's why we say, God forbid, and we hope that we don't get to that particular point. And that we sit and we deal with this matter. Let uh, we have uh, level heads and uh, make sure that we address this issue as it were. And Rob, this matter of you know changing the name, getting the uh, trademark here and there, it was in particular rife with clubs in Greece. You know, a lot of clubs in Greece, what they would do, they would just apply for liquidation. Okay, they would liquidate the club, change the team. The very same owners will buy a team you know, uh, change the name, change the trademark, and begin to trade differently. And FIFA, this opened FIFA's eyes, mm. you know, and FIFA is very, very strict when it comes to these uh, uh, matters. And it says, how do you then address this particular issue? So this is not a new thing that has happened. Mm. It's been happening, you know, uh, you can look into, I mean, you can look to Greece and you'll see how many uh, clubs get uh, relegated or just get uh, liquidated uh, in the process. Amazing stuff. Thank you so much. Safu President joining us on the line. Rob, thank you so much for uh, giving us the opportunity to hear Anytime. Thank you very, very much. And it will take your reaction to that particular story as well. But Buluwane City have since paid uh, over a million rand, according to the Safu President. Now, let me quickly tell you that the Gauteng Provincial Government would like to reassure the public uh, that government services and operations are continuing uninterrupted, while urgent work is being done to ensure that government buildings are compliant with Occupational Health as well as Safety Act. Staff have been relocated from non-compliant buildings to alternative offices. And for information on alternative service delivery points, visit www.gauteng.gov.za. Uh, for inquiries, email uh, that particular hotline and uh, you will be able to get any form of assistance. So the hotline is at gauteng.gov.za or send us a WhatsApp text or voice note to 0826011000. For live updates, follow the social media platforms together, moving Gauteng City Region forward.